Welcome to Dads with Daughters. In this show, we spotlight dads, resources, and more to help you be the best dad you can be. Welcome back to the Dads with Daughters podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm always excited to have you here joining us for another great opportunity to be able to connect, great opportunity to be able to meet someone new that will open your eyes to fatherhood in a completely different way. Today, I'm excited because I'm being joined by Seth Ginsberg. He is a father of two, but he also is doing some really unique things at a website called theworldoflittledude.com. And we're going to talk about that a little bit more as we go along today. Seth, thanks so much for being here today. Yeah. Hey, how you doing, Chris? It's it's great to talk to you today. Seth is actually calling from Australia today. He's not from Australia, but he's down under right now uh, visiting some family. And I always joke about that and saying that we're talking to the future when we have these conversations. So it's fun to be able to talk and, and learn a little more about the future, but also about you. Well, greetings or good day, I guess, is they would say down here. Yes. But I uh, I am a New Yorker and you know the like the old saying goes you could take the uh, the guy out of New York but can you really take the New York out of the guy? And the answer is no. <laughs> I really appreciate you being here. You know on this podcast we are working to be able to to help fathers to be able to be active participants in their daughters' lives and raising daughters to be strong independent women. And I always start these shows by delving a little bit deeper into you as a father. So I'm going to ask you a couple of questions because I want to I want to get a little better feel for who you are. And the first question that I always love to ask is to have you turn the clock back in time. I know your daughter's five years old. So I want you to go back in time to that first moment, that first moment and that first reaction that you had when you first found out that you were going to be a father to a daughter. Tell me about that. It's one of those things I think like a lot of dads out there can can relate. You, you just, you will never forget the moment that you found out. And in our case, in, in my situation, I was um, sitting around the kitchen table and it was the end of a treacherously annoying a phone tag back and forth with the OBGYN with the doctor's office, knowing this was the call for the gender reveal, if you will. And and so when we finally did connect and very matter of factly, the doctor said, yep, it's going to be a girl. We screamed. We were so excited because I, I mean, I wanted a, a daughter. I wanted a girl first and I was just so happy. And, you know, I guess to beg the question, why? <laughs> I guess I was as a non-dad at the time without having kids yet. I, I think I was afraid of of having a boy. You know, that's just one of those things. And and now that we have a, a son as well, I think my fear and trepidation was probably well-founded. But having a daughter to start really, to me, was a proper blessing, just given everything that I've, all the ways in which I, you know, I feel about uh, my wife and and my mother this is the evolution this is the next generation of that and so and it's every much every bit of that is is coming to fruition you know 5 years in so far there's a love that transcends anything that i've ever ever experienced and you know i'd like to you know i'm a lover like i i i love things and so but having a daughter in my life has redefined the word love to to something that honestly i just never even knew existed. So it was a good celebration. And and I guess I'm still celebrating it. Now, I know you just mentioned that you wanted to have a daughter first. What was it about having a daughter that you said to yourself, I really want this first in my life? The appeal of a daughter is somebody, for me at least, to be able to 
you know, to, to learn from, to be inspired by, to, to just have all of the, and it's a, it's a good question because I, I almost have a hard time answering that. I just think that I just was very happy for the way in which, um, this was, was playing out again, because I was so afraid of being a father. I was just so nervous about becoming a dad that I, I just interpreted, I guess, better or worse that a, a daughter would be it's, I guess, easier to parent in the beginning. But I think a lot of that is just also probably unfounded. However, it's kind of how I felt. As you think about the experience that you have had thus far as a father to a daughter, what has been the hardest part in regards to being a father to a daughter? It's been hard to father a daughter because I just hope I can live up to all of the expectation she has for me. Just the way in which you know she looks at me and the way in which I know she feels about me, you know, I, I would never want to let her down in any way, you know, in the, in this, in the physical and the spiritual and the, you know, emotional way. And that's a tall order and something that, you know, ultimately forces me and forces people to, I guess, to be the best person they can be. I know I'm certainly a better person now as a parent than, I mean, light years better than I ever was pre-parent. And that's just like, that comes, I guess, with that perspective. But you know, just having that desire to always do right by her and be everything she thinks of me as that's, that's like the hardest thing in the world and something that, you know, the bar is constantly rising. The bar is constantly rising. And I think that one of the things that, uh, that some fathers, at least with daughters have is a fear. They have a fear of raising a daughter. Maybe it's the fear of the unknown, but for you, what would you say has been the biggest fear that you have in raising a daughter in today's society? So I'm, I'm afraid for kind of the way in which society is right now siloing genders or recoiling to a more traditional silo of gender. And while life and, and, and our, our world as we know it in, in this year, you know, the 21st century, we should say, is has incredible advances and in progressive ways to approach, you know, things like gender equality and representation of, of all gender perspectives. You know, I obviously think there's, I, I do think there's a long way to go. And that's kind of like at the meta level and then kind of more at the, on the ground level, you know, I think that there's, there's the very real fear of harm and danger in kind of out there in the real world. Um, I think that's like probably a very natural all parents of all species, I would hope, uh, or at some level, think about that of their children, you know, kind of knowing what I know and exposed to what I am exposed to out and, you know, via the internet or, you know, social media and, and the media itself and all these other ways. I do always have some level of fear and trepidation on her behalf, but obviously that's, you know, for her protection. And that's kind of the, the innate um, instinct, I would say all fathers have at some level, I hope. Now, every father connects with their their child in, in some different ways. And there's a special bond that happens when, when you have that connection and you're able to share those things together. What would you say is the favorite thing that you do with your daughter or that you share with your daughter that brings you closer together? Golly, there's so many things that we do. And it's, you know, we're, we're on a, a very special wavelength, she and I. One that never existed before she she came along. Uh, and I would say the common thread there is humor. I, I just think she's the funniest person I've ever met. And she she obviously knows my buttons for how to make me laugh or how to really entertain me uh, in in all ways and it, it it goes from like cerebral like she could she could land a punchline 
to like a good proper little physical comedy action or something. And so cracking each other up is definitely our go-to. And then, you know, this last year, obviously we've, we've spent a lot of time together as, as I know a lot of folks have with their kids. And that's kind of moved into like a simple, a tickle that we do with each other. We like tickle each other because th- that's like the nonverbal, the way to make each other laugh. And we, and we do that constantly so that there's that. And then there's all the other things that I'd probably overshare if I told you the different like little kisses that we do, which is, you know, like a cheek kiss, which is cheek to cheek. And then she'll be like now an ear kiss and she'll put her ear next to my ear. And then how about an eye kiss? And then she is like thrusting her eyeball onto my eyeball where I have to explain like, no, like that's, that's too far. Um, so we, we do all those kind of goofy little kisses, heel kiss would touch each other's heels. So we, we have just an endless number of those little things that, that just make me smile, make my heart smile. That's so fun. And and I think that it's so important to be able to be able to connect in those ways, especially as your child is young, because the more that you have the ability to be able to bond at that level while they're young, it's going to only be better as they get older. Because uh, as, as a father of two teen and preteen girls right now, it is definitely important to be able to build those relationships early, because as they get into their teens and they start to find that independence for themselves, it's it's important that you have the, the building blocks that you've set up at the front end so that when you get to this part of your life and this part of their lives, that they'll still connect and that you're still able to connect um, as well. So that's, that's great to hear. Yeah. Now, one of the things that I wanted to talk to you about today is the website that you run called World of Little Dude. And I, I love the name, but it's also a really unique concept because what you've done here, it, for those that have never checked it out before, it is at worldoflittledude.com. And it it is a really interesting site that is bringing together some at-home lessons and, and, and to really allowing for some homeschooling to happen as well. Because as you said, we're in a kind of a unique situation right now, unique situation in the history of our country, but also of the world. And so many kids are learning from home and learning in different ways. So I guess first and foremost, talk to me about the the genesis of this site. What was it that made you decide that you wanted to start this site and start these lessons for families. Yeah, sure. So um, first and foremost, let me assign credit where it's absolutely doing. And this is to my wife, to Kara Zilas, who brought her experience as a teacher and educator to the table and also her perspective in wanting to offer a social and emotional approach, curriculum, set of topics and themes and discussions to young kids basically under seven, two, two to two to seven, two to seven or so, uh, or early childhood age group. And so my role in the project has been obviously to support Kara through that and and really be her cheerleader and also be her, you know, partner in in approaching this. She had, had never had a, you know, experience starting a, a company like this. Whereas my background um, is in health advocacy as a social entrepreneur, where I am a patient advocate with an organization called the Global Healthy Living Foundation. But little dude is our dog. And he's an adorable 12-pound 
poodle shih tzu mixed fluff ball of love, we, we like to call him. And very early in little dude's life, as in the first year of it, we saw he had just this natural attraction to kids and, and to the elderly. And he just radiated love and kindness, as most dogs do, frankly. But with little dude, he adapted very well and, and then became a service dog and a therapy dog specifically, where uh, the Good Dog Foundation, which is a, an independent nonprofit organization based in New York, created a training program and then offers placement of those trained therapy dogs into different environments where, where obviously they can help others, um, mostly schools, uh, old age homes, sometimes in places uh, like hospitals, as well as child protective services, for example, through state agencies or city agencies, and all the way over to like, you know, college campuses where uh, kids would need a little de-stressing during final season and such. So Cara would bring little dude to those different uh, places and, and was you know, kind of in the front row of watching the magic of, of little dude in person with folks. And so she, about six or so years ago, combined her background as an educator in, in uh, classrooms, kindergarten, first grade, pre-K, with her experiences in the kind of real world with little dude. And out of that was a book series. Uh, initially, she she authored six books uh, on different social and emotional themes like kindness and empathy and courage and a few others to begin kind of spreading the messages, which was then created, turned into the the big world of Little Dude, the, the original title of the series. And then as kind of things evolved, which they typically do in, in these cases, um, there was really a need for more structured curriculum or curricula for both classrooms, for in-school environments, literally like kindergarten or pre-K classrooms, as well as, and definitely accelerated by kind of the, the, the craziness that is 2020 in the home environment, at home for families. And so with that and kind of taking full advantage, I'd say, of a, a very isolated first and second quarter and to a large extent third quarter of this year, Cara was able to transform her background initial foundational books into a much more structured uh, curriculum that were designed to be at-home lessons centered around both these social and emotional themes that we've been talking about, like kindness and empathy and courage, but you know, threaded with other core important subjects like science and nature. And and so that's what the at-home series uh, are all about. They are, uh, it's, an, it's a curriculum that has 120 lessons, which are kind of very much structured for each day or part of the day to do with children. Two to seven, three to five, you know, kind of is the definite sweet spot because you know, I kind of think the catalyst to all this was realizing, especially in the spring of this year, this past year, the need to, you know, s switch to virtual or tele, you know, schooling is great for older kids who, you know, can operate and are comfortable with technology, but really lacks and really leaves a lot for the imaginations of, of younger kids who, who obviously don't have attention spans and and for whom, you know, a lot of screen time might not necessarily be the best thing. And so these at-home lessons are very much like hands-on 
activities that are very thoughtfully created and, and developed that enable parents to, or anyone for that matter, to bring kids along this journey early in their childhood for an educational experience that that's also engaging and entertaining. So that's the long answer. The short answer uh, to my role in the whole thing is, you know, as a supporter and as a, a partner in, in the process, as a, a spouse and father, and then also as the, the person in charge of taking little dude out on uh, three walks a day and picking up his poop. So tell me about this then. The curriculum itself, is it a supplement then for students that are going into regular education, whether that education, whatever that education may look like, or is this in place of a traditional public education or private education that they would go into? Absolutely. Great question. And so it's it's definitely a supplement. And we've learned along the way that this is a, you know, there's a difference between calling this an at-home lesson guide to a homeschool guide. Homeschool guides would be accredited and would be, you know, are very structured and, and regulated, if you will, as they should be for kind of the, the core elements to them that are required to, to offer, you know, proper homeschool legitimate um, education, which is, you know, as folks are probably aware, has seen a big boom this year, especially up incredible amounts of, you know, lots of people taking an interest in homeschooling, whereas this is at home lessons. This is like what to do with kids for some things could be 10 minutes, some things could be an hour and a half. Some things are very much hands-on. Parents should stay within, you know, at the table or on the couch or floor alongside the child, or there's something that an adult could uh, initiate, but then, you know, be in a different room, you know, or, or, or take care of something else, knowing that the child has a specific task that is designed for them to complete on their own. And so that's kind of what this was designed very kind of innovatively to, to supplement those kind of core curricula that are offered by schools or, or homeschool programs. And, you know, the, the kind of beauty in what Cara was able to put together is that the program is all executed with stuff that's basically all around the house. I like to joke is in that kitchen drawer that's got everything, the everything drawer, I think is like 75% of the materials. And then you might have to go upstairs to the uh, medicine cabinet in the bathroom for, for the cotton swabs. But, but it's all basically stuff that's very much at home already or could easily be at home. And bringing it together with, I think, lessons and themes that we want to teach our kids anyway around things like recycling for example, means there are pieces of materials in our houses that we kind of look through or look past. For example, you know, the toilet paper and paper towel roll afterwards, you know, when they're done, instead of discarding them, they can be repurposed as part of, you know, the materials that parents um, or adults can use with the, the kids at home uh, with these lessons. And so a lot of that is tied together that way as well. So as you look at the future for your wife's company and from what you've got right now, what does the future hold? I hope it holds a generation that grows up to be kinder, more empathetic, more caring, more mindful, with greater courage. And, you know, these are the themes that this program and, and all of Cara's teachings with Little Dude have aimed to instill. And it's why I'm motivated to, to support this and to help because it, it offers all of the right, you know, the themes that I, I just believe are so sorely lacking right now and are missing in our society. I don't want to go here, but I, I will say like at this state of the game, like we're anything but civil as a society. And, 
you know, we can address that and we're going to try to fix that because that's what good citizens do. But I think the the secret to really unlocking things is with the next generation, you know, and they've got to take care of us, which I, you know, I, I want to stress, like building good humans um, as parents only has a positive ROI in the future. So I would hope that through the world of Little Dude and uh, these at-home lessons and the accompanying programs that that Cara has put together, we're able to instill the important themes and you know, wire into the next generation the way that, you know, it ought to think and approach and view each other and themselves. So that's that's the real big aim here with this. Well, I really appreciate, Seth, you sharing all of this. And we always finish our interviews with what we'd like to call our fatherhood five, where we ask you five questions to delve deeper into you as a parent. Are you ready? Yeah, let's do it. In one word, what is fatherhood? Responsibility. When was the time that you felt that you finally succeeded at being a father to a daughter? When my daughter kissed my wife's tummy before she went off to deliver our second child. Now, I know your daughter is still young, but she's five. And I would kind of ask the question, and I would ask her too, if she was here today, how would you want your kids to describe you as a dad? I hope she says funny. But if you asked her right now, she would probably say lovely. (laughs) Now, who inspires you to be a better father? I'd say my dad. My dad's uh, the kind of guy that when I grow up, I want to be like. So I've got four kids. I've got three siblings. And I would say he he inspired me. So I do joke with him. As as you can tell, humor is a theme here. But I like to say I, I get my looks from my mother and my personality from my mother. But that's only good when you say it in front of my dad. <laughs> I love it. Finally, what would you say is one piece of advice that you would give to all fathers that are that are listening? Well, I'd say, you know, my natural reaction to that is check out the world of com for sure. That would be a, a good step in the right direction. But then the other piece of advice I'd have to sneak in there is to treat each other as we wish to be treated ourselves. It's a golden rule for a reason. And I think that starts with our our kids and our families at home. Now, if people want to find out more about the world of Little Dude or about you, about your wife, where should they go? The big world of Little Dude is online and the website is worldoflittledude.com. And we've got, Little Dude's got a great, social media presence online. So on Twitter, it's BWO Little Dude, Big World of Little Dude, at BWO Little Dude. And then um, on Instagram, I believe it's uh, at Little Dude NYC, but I could be mistaken. I should have known that offhand. But anyway, the website has all the the links to that, and that is worldoflittledude.com. And we will put a link in the notes today so you can access this and be able to learn more. Seth, thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for everything that you're doing to make the world a little bit better for all fathers out there. And I wish you all the best. And I, and I'd actually like to return that uh, thank you to you, um, Chris, for, you know, I, I began following you actually very shortly after I found out we were going to have a girl. And I, I've watched and followed and have been inspired and appreciate what you've done with your efforts. And, and I, I just want to say uh, I really appreciate it. So, so thank you. Well, thank you as well for following along in my own journey. And it's definitely been one. I think we all go on one as individuals, as fathers, and and it's a continuous journey that we all have to go on. Some days are going to be high days, some days maybe low days, but in the end, 
It's so important to be able to to talk about it, to share, to learn from one another, and be able to do that. So I appreciate the opportunity to talk with you, and uh, and I do wish you all the best. And we can't forget, it's finite. It's all it finite, is. and so we have to take advantage of it while we can. So thanks so much, Chris. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Dads with Daughters podcast, we invite you to check out the Fatherhood Insider. The Fatherhood Insider is the essential resource for any dad that wants to be the best dad that he can be. We know that no child comes with an instruction manual, and most dads are figuring it out as they go along. And the Fatherhood Insider is full of resources and information that will up your game on fatherhood. Through our extensive course library, interactive forum, step-by-step roadmaps, and more, you will engage and learn with experts, but more importantly, dads like you. So check it out at fatheringtogether.org. If you are a father of a daughter and have not yet joined the Dads with Daughters Facebook community, there's a link in the notes today. Dads with Daughters is a program of Fathering Together. Find out more at fatheringtogether.org. We look forward to having you back for another great guest next week, all geared to helping you raise strong, empowered daughters and be the best dad that you can be. We're all in the same boat. And it's full of tiny screaming passengers We spend the time We give the lessons We make the meals We buy them presents Bring your A-game Cause those kids are growing fast The time goes by just like a dynamite blast Calling astronauts and firemen, carpenters and muscle men, get out and be the world to them. Be the best dad you can be. Be the best dad you can be.